You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. When I was recruited, I was told it was an open competition, and and that's the case regardless of what year it is. Um, The best quarterback's going to play, period. Luke's been pushing me, and I love it. I'm here for the competition. He's a talented guy. He gets after it. I get after it, and I think that's definitely helped me um, progress as a player, and it's gotten some fire out of me and I I think it's great for both of us and it's great for this team and that's part of my progression part of me getting better physically and and putting more time into practice uh, practice film things like that Uh, we we feel very strong as a team you know there's there's the little bits of game plan stuff that we'll have to put in within the next two weeks and from a physical uh, physicality standpoint from a detail standpoint me personally, I'm very confident in our team and, and what we can do. You know, at the end of the day, we'll go out there and have fun, do whatever. And in two weeks, that's that's when we'll really find out. And welcome here to this edition of the Husker Line Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, uh, Nate Klaus. Uh, uh, he'll join us later over the phone with a recruiting segment here later in the show. But uh, y- y- you heard uh, Adrian Martinez and, and Luke McCaffrey there, Robin, to start things out and. You know, it's one of those things right now. It feels like there's really nothing there, but you're still intrigued um, about a battle at quarterback just because the small taste that we got a year ago of Luke McCaffrey, I think, piqued your interest. And obviously the full taste that we got of Adrian Martinez at times last year didn't look very good. And so I think there's a lot of let's see what Adrian Martinez looks like week one. Uh, and if it doesn't look like what we want, I mean, there's going to be a louder and louder cry, I think, from the Husker fan base to get a different look um, at Luke McCaffrey. But as we know, Martinez is the guy. He'll be the starter week one. Uh, but when you play Wisconsin week two and Ohio State week one, um, you know, you're going to probably know right away what this is going to look like. Yeah, I mean, I think there's three factors involved here. One, Adrian Martinez hasn't made it through a full season healthy since his junior year of high school. Two, Luke McCaffrey has shown a lot of impressive flashes of what he can do in his limited opportunities at the collegiate level. Three, this coaching staff has not done anything to squash this conversation. Basically, uh, even as as late as Thursday, you know, he had Mario Verduzco out there saying that you know he basically sees both of these quarterbacks as uh, very similar skill sets and that that uh, experience gap isn't necessarily as wide as you might think, even though one's a redshirt freshman who's played in four games and the other's going into his third year as a starter. Uh, Apparently they are repping Luke, uh, as Verduzco said, a boatload with the first and second team offense. And so he's getting a lot of reps this offseason in this camp uh, to where I mean, it, they they just haven't closed the book on it. And until they finally do, they say, Adrian is our starter. Luke is our number two. This conversation is going to continue to happen like it always does with quarterbacks, but especially so with all those three factors involved. Well, and then you, we don't know the COVID situation there. If any of these quarterbacks have either A, tested positive at any time since the summer and spring, or B, have the antibodies in them. And that's a big puzzle or big piece of the puzzle this year. Because if you do test positive, you're out 21 days. That's three games on an eight-game regular season schedule and then the plus-one model at the end. Um, so that's theoretically 33% of the games that you will miss if you test positive. So you have to have a guy ready to go. Yeah, and so I guess that's kind of the luxury of their situation. Normally it'd be kind of a maybe a contentious thing where you know, you're trying to keep everybody happy. But I think that entire quarterback room – 
understands the situation that this season is. You know, it was crazy is that, you know, Adrian Martinez, you know, he was the one guy that came out and said that this is a, a, an open comp- competition. I came here uh, under the impression that the quarterback job would always be an open competition, and it remains so even though uh, I'm kind of the, the inherent quarterback. So uh, I think that's the, the right attitude to have, you know, for everybody involved that, you know, this isn't a me versus him type deal. It's, it's a collaborative effort where they realize that, you know, they're going to need all those guys. And uh, another layer to this is, you know, the Logan Smothers factor, the fact that he gets a free year of eligibility, that if something were to happen with injury or with coronavirus or whatever it may be, you know, you have a a third guy that you could turn to. And oh, by the way, they keep bringing up Matt Masker, who, (laughs) uh, you know, Mario Verduzco praised uh, during his press conference. He's a tough ass Nebraska kid. Nebraska with a gun for an arm so we can say that on radio i think think so it's a we just did it's a podcast whatever anyway so uh that i think is you know probably changes this quarterback competition i mean compared to you know a while ago when you had you know jebbia versus uh martinez you know that that seemed like it was kind of a there are two sides to it and even back to all previous with you know tommy armstrong and all that this one i think the team can get behind either player and with both guys kind of supporting each other that creates a good environment and a healthy competition that's going to make everyone better as a result. You're listening here to the Husker Line Show, Sean Callahan, Robin Washed. Um, you know, Scott Frost also had his uh, weekly or monthly radio show this past week, and something he addressed and brought up um, was about Omar Manning. I think that is going to be something we'll be watching very closely on that first depth chart. Where is he at? And then, obviously, the Ohio State game. You know, what will be his role? Because Scott Frost did divulge that Manning has missed some time um, dealing with injury and other personal uh, reasons. Um, So what will that do in the grand scheme of things? Because this was supposed to be your big free agent that you signed um, to make the wide receiver position different than it had been under Scott Frost. And if there's any kind of delay in that, it's going to be interesting. Spring press conference, Scott Frost said that Omar Manning changes the look of Nebraska's offense by himself, just having that. And that was before he got to campus. Exactly. So he mean, in in theory, he is supposed to provide that element to the receiving core that was not there and has not been there, you know, basically go back to, uh, I guess, Stanley Morgan or whoever it may be. But, you know, they just didn't have that type of athlete at the position. And so, uh, it is a big deal. Uh, if, if whatever is you know keeping him from being a regular at practice and developing the way that he needs to in a condensed off season, uh, it's, it's worth monitoring for sure. And you know you pair that with Scott's fr- uh, comments earlier this week. Uh, it, it seems like you know there's still work that needs to be done to get Omar Manning at the point where they need him to be. I'll tell you something else too. Um, we mentioned the eligibility thing, Robin. How with Logan Smothers. This is going to get really confusing over time, and it's going to create such a logjam on rosters nationwide. And it all it all sounds great today. Oh, you know, it's you know, you get a free year out of it, but there's going to be a playing time price to pay long term because you're going to bring you're going to jam in another group of players. So you're going to have instead of a five year chart, a six year chart of players that will be eligible to play next year, and. I, I just I don't know. I, I just think it's gonna be a mess long term trying to figure out because none of these guys want to redshirt and sit. They want to play. Exactly. Um so like this year's kids that could play and then still redshirt next year, they could be freshmen three times in their career. Yeah. COVID freshmen, redshirt freshman, true fresh true freshman. I mean, it, it's crazy and that will be I think something we're gonna be talking about 
for many years to come. Oh, for sure. I mean, this goes well beyond just what it's going to do to the 2020 roster and uh, the 21 recruiting class. I mean, this is going to have a ripple effect for for years now. And you got to wonder, even though schools have the ability to bring back seniors, like like feasibly, how is that even going to happen? I mean, if everybody plays like eight to ten games, is, don't you think there's just going to be, okay, you got your sophomore year. You right. got your junior year. We're right. going to move things forward. Because um, I just think it's going to create uh, – it sounds good. Like, oh, you get a free sophomore year back. I mean, it sounds great, but it's going to cause a huge mess long term. Well, and like Wisconsin. I mean, they basically just came out and said – In the know, spring. In the spring that, you know, guys, <laughs> I know that you have the ability to do this, but we just can't make this happen and that was for olympic non-revenue sports. right so maybe no. the conversation changes for football but you're also talking about a lot more people when it comes to just football classes so uh i mean that i just don't know when you're talking about athletic departments that are already feeling the crunch carrying an entire extra class of scholarship players i mean that's that's a lot of mouths so, to feed and to dress and to house and all that stuff think about noah vedrill he went to rutgers as a grad transfer junior so he has two years well he'll get another year so noah vedrill can play three years as a grad transfer. He might be one of the first ever three-year grad transfer quarterbacks, and he could definitely have his master's degree done yeah, no doubt. by the time. <laughs> Good for him. I, I, I guarantee, I know Noah, he's a great student. He'll have it done. But all right, when we come back, uh, we're going to continue our opening headline and fall camp discussion. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.